Hey everyone, welcome to the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast, a podcast dedicated towards helping you stay healthy so you can stay on the golf course and not in the clubhouse. We will be covering all things golf, from fitness, performance, injury recovery, instruction, and everything else in between. I am your host, Dr. Russ Manalastis. I am a board-certified sports physical therapist and strength coach based out of Rochester, New York. Our goal with this podcast is to help you play your best golf yet while doing so without limitations. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, guys, welcome back to the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Russ. Today, we're joined by our special guest, Zach Sherrill. He is the tour director of the Under Armour Junior Golf Tour here in Western New York. He's also the director of operations at Zone Golf Academy in Victor, New York. Zach, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Russ. So, Zach, you know, can maybe break it down for us? Kind of give us your background of maybe where you went to school and, and ultimately your journey in the golf space and ultimately what led you to Zone with Caleb and, and ultimately what led you to kind of come to the tour director with Under Armour. Yeah, so uh, I was born and raised in Ontario, New York, graduated from Wayne Central. I uh, played soccer there. Um, I was a big soccer player. I ended actually my soccer playing career with a major hip injury. I had a hip surgery after my senior year of high school. Okay. Um, So that kind of ended my soccer career. So from there, I started coaching. And then... Uh, once I graduated high school, I went to FLCC for two years. Nice. Um, I was in and out of majors. I was, you know, sports therapy, sports management, sure. education. I was yeah. trying to figure out what I wanted. I started out with sport management and kind of eased my way into other things. And then sure. I came out with a sport management degree. So, sure. <laughs> um, And then once I finished my two years there, I transferred to St. John Fisher. Nice. Um, and graduated my bachelor's degree in sport management. Cool. From there, when I graduated in 2018, 2017, I don't remember now. <laughs> I was in and out of sport-related jobs. I was coaching. I was at the YMCA, um, the new one in, uh, or the newer one in Pittsburgh. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was working with uh, junior junior sports over there as well. Cool. Or youth sports, and then. I worked at the uh, 2019 Kitchen 18 Senior PGA Championship. I yeah. was an operations assistant there. They call those guys the Swampers. They do a lot of the dirt work that <laughs> sure. no one else wants to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was great for me. That's kind of where the golf side of things started for me. Sure. Um, I was I played occasionally after I graduated just cause that was the only sport I really could play with my hip injury. Sure. And as a swamper or an operations assistant, we, we worked long hours and conducted a lot of hard, hard, hard work. Sure. And, um, you know, we doing that and seeing the end result was basically like an, caught my eye basically yeah like this is something that i kind of want to do with my life yeah and um after that ended they offered me other positions like the rider cup and all that but sure. i wasn't ready to travel sure so i just stayed with where i was at with the ymca and eventually i saw a position open at formerly the golf academy and caleb was running the empire junior golf tour um, before COVID hit yeah. and I applied for that and he brought me on the team and then COVID hit and <laughs> kind of everything went down the drain. Sure, um, sure. Well, 
Caleb, uh, Caleb brought me back on after COVID and that's where I'm at. Nice. So. You know, it's, it's interesting to kind of see, hear people's stories with regards to, to golf, you know, whether you, you start at a young age or, you know, even if you take on the sport at, at a, maybe a later age because of, let's say, an injury or something like that, um, you know, being able to kind of work the, the KitchenAid tournament, it sounded like that was a kind of a light bulb moment for you there, right? So um, the ability to kind of, one, be in the thick of it, right, do all the dirty work, but then see the, the end result come to fruition, that's got to be pretty cool to kind of come, see it from start to finish. So um, maybe kind of tell the listeners a little bit more about, you know, your, your path with, you know, the Under Armour Junior Golf Tour and how you kind of came about with regards to being, you know, the, the tournament director there. Yeah, so this is the, the first season with Under Armour uh, for me and for up in New York as well. Yeah. Um, they're pretty nationally known. Um, they got some in uh, California, Florida, Georgia. They're expanding fast. Right. And um, this is – I'm the – we were both so me and Caleb met and you know the Empire Junior Tour didn't work out just because of COVID it was just not the right time and we were trying to figure out you know how do we how do we bring a relationship with tournaments together and and help these juniors out get more opportunity for the juniors and we looked at the Under Armour Junior Tour and we were doing our research and it's weird I was going to reach out to them and they eventually Under Armour tour Holly and Ray, um, they reached out to me and they said, would you be interested in becoming a tour director? And we were like, yeah, I mean, it's weird how it all happened. It's like, it was meant to be. And, you know, we're, when Holly was talking to me from the Under Armour tour and I was talking to them, we both kind of shared the same values of, growing the game of golf and creating more opportunities for these juniors to play in. Yeah, that's great, man. And I, I think you said it right. I mean, the, the opportunities, you know, especially now, maybe because of, you know, COVID the way it is, maybe people are, are gravitating towards golf, maybe because it's more of a social distance sport, right? So um, getting kids in at a young age uh, and, and getting them to, to love the game, right? And that's the important part is they got to love it. They, they got to enjoy it. And um think of it less as a, less of a job and more just as, as a sport, right? That's what we, that's what we get into sports for, right? Um, yeah. that, can, that can go a long way in creating a relationship that with, with a sport that's healthy for the rest of your life. You know, the golf is a sport that you can play for a very long time and, you know, getting them kind of set up at a young age, you know, that sounds like, you know, again, sounds like that's what you're looking to do long-term. Yeah. This, this past year, this COVID year, I mean, we've, we've, gotten a lot of interest in golf and I know a lot of golf courses have too. And, you know, I mean, people are taking sports away almost the, you know, like the stockers, the basketballs and footballs and all these sports are now combined into one month and all at the same time. And we have, we have juniors here that play high school sports and they're like, well, all these sports are at the same time. And, golf was during the the hard times of covid golf yeah. was the only thing that people could play and yeah it, it's turned out to be a really good thing for golf unfortunately no no question about it yeah i think that you look at the golf industry uh, over the last year and it's boom there's no question about it people have gravitated towards the sport um and they've taken a lot more keen interest in it which is really cool to see um yeah. Zach, maybe kind of, you know, tell us a little bit more about the Under Armour Junior Tour, right? So tell us kind of like, you know, what age range does it kind of uh, span from? 
you know, how the, how's the tournament set up, things like that. So that people who are maybe not familiar with the, the Unknown Virginia Tour and, and other places like the hotspots of Florida, California, some of the warmer states, tell maybe the listeners a little bit about how it's kind of set up here in New York. Yeah, so the the Junior Tour, um, it's a nationally known youth youth golf league for boys and girls, 6 to 18. Um, it's a fun, competitive environment um, while learning – you know, developing the skills of golf and, you know, self-confidence um, to improve, improve their game. Yeah. With what I found interesting and, and great is that the junior tour is all about the players. Um, it's about creating an awesome experience for them mm-hmm. and not just, um, you know, the political side of things. I know that can get a little chippy. Yeah. Um, but plus, if you finish in the top eight of your division, there's four divisions. So six to eight, nine to 11, 12 to 14 and 15 to 18. Um, if you finish in the top eight of your division there, you get a, uh, not a free ride, but a chance to um, play in the national championship at Walt Disney World. Uh, Golf nice. In Florida. nice. Yeah, it's, a, it's got a lot of, lot of pros to playing in it. It's co-ed it boys and girls can play 618 if you're learning to play golf we got a couple of beginners in our league experienced it's it fits for everyone yeah that's pretty cool and we're happy to say that we're, we're actually a sponsor for the tour this year and, and here in upstate new york so it kind of covers buffalo syracuse and rochester correct zach is that yeah, that's correct. yep yeah so it's uh six events we have a summer league or a spring league and a fall league we'll run Yep. So in the both leagues, it'll be six events, nine whole events. Um, we we kick off our spring season this year at Victor Hills, and nice. then we take it to um, Sunset Ridge, and then we'll be in Sunset Ridge in Marcellus, New York, and then we'll be at Clifton Springs. Nice. Yep. And then um, we take it out to Buffalo at Tri-County Country Club. Yeah, I saw that. Very yeah. nice course there. Yeah. And then we bring it back to uh, Victor Hills, and that's where we finish off. It's great. It's great. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think, you know, especially in, in the upstate area, understanding that the golf season is pretty short, right, with, with the, weather, the way the weather is now, like, um, it is what it is. But, again, listen, making the most of it, I think, is the most, is the most important part. And so giving the kids the opportunity to – play golf and be competitive or understand what the competition feels like, I think that's important, right? Because if they are, let's say, of the older age and they want to be able to play at a higher level, they need to be exposed to the competition and see how they develop in that competition setting. So uh, I think bringing a tour like that that's nationally recognized um, to an area like Western New York, I think that's going to do big things for sure. Yeah, I think with with the struggles up here is is, – you know, golf isn't a primary sport for these juniors up, up in New York. If you, if you go down to Florida, we have a, a golf academy down in Florida opening up at Orange Lake. It's, it's a total different ball game. I mean, these, these guys are playing 12, 12 months out of the year. And here it's, they don't have that opportunity. Sure. Um, but at, I mean, at score zone golf Academy, we have our indoor facility. So, we're lucky to have that and uh, that available for our juniors. No question. I think, you know, again, you, you got to be creative when you're here in upstate New York, right. And figuring out how you can still have some healthy practice strategies, or at least have some framework. I think that's really important for juniors as they, as they kind of bear the winter months until it gets a little bit warmer. And again, 
getting warm here in, in upstate New York in April, it's, it's a relative term, right? I think, you know, <laughs> warm to a lot of people is you know, 80 degrees. Well, warm to us is, is sometimes 60 degrees is, 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 is more than warm enough when it comes to getting out on the golf course. Yeah. I think yesterday, yesterday it was almost like 77. In the morning, it was more like 65, but there was a breeze. I was still in like a quarter zip and a vest. <laughs> and people are like, are you crazy? And I'm like, I'm just not, I just hate this weather. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how our perception of what 60 degrees feels like in April versus what 60 degrees feels like in the fall, right? It's just uh, yeah. funny how the body kind of adjusts to that. So yep. um, maybe let's do this, Zach. Let's kind of transition. Maybe kind of tell um, the listeners maybe about what your role is as a tour director. You know, obviously understanding that you're trying to kind of grow the game of golf and, and the youth athletes there. You know, maybe tell, you know, the listeners what your role is with regards to being the tour director, what the roles and responsibilities are and things like that. Yeah. So with the Under Armour tour, you know, we're just trying to grow the game of golf, give as many opportunities for these junior golfers, especially, sure. especially up here in New York. I mean, my job is to, to run, set up, operate all these events. We um, contact sponsors, try to get a sponsors. Sure. You know, you guys are a sponsor, which we appreciate sure. and uh, are excited to have you on as a sponsor. Yeah. Um, I run all the social media for the New York region, trying to get as much exposure out there as possible. Yeah. And um, basically just creating that awesome, competitive, fun environment for these juniors to have up here in New York. Nice. Tell me a little bit about the process of trying to get, let's say, golf courses to kind of commit to, let's say, having or hosting a, an event like that. Like, how do you go about, you just go out and reach out to them saying, listen, we're, we've got the Under Armour Junior Tour here. Would you guys be willing to host a, a nine-hole event, you know, on whatever weekend? Is that kind of how it works? or? That's that's kind of how it started. Sure. Um, that was, I had to start somewhere, so I reached out to a bunch of, a bunch of courses of course, I, I started with our the score zone home course yeah. um, at Victor Hills, and, and they're, they're great. The Dianetti family is great over there. Yeah. Um, uh, so they were they were happy to have us. And then I just reached out to kind of who I knew, Michael Bosch, of course. We knew him. We had a good relationship with him. And, sure. And uh, the, the national side of things really caught caught people's eye like this is an Under Armour even the name Under Armour you know people, yeah. that catches people's eyes like no question Ooh. yeah wow. right um, and then you know having the other directors um, having their experience shared to me and um, uh, kind of lost my train of thought there yeah. um, but they talking to them and, and giving their experience and how they worked at trying to get um, other courses and sure. you know I talked with with Sean Bannon he's in uh, eastern Baltimore eastern Maryland yeah he's the league director there and he told me you know you just gotta you're gonna hear no you're yeah. gonna hear multiple no's but yeah. the yes is what makes it all all worth it and yeah once you start your league instead of you reaching out to courses courses will reach out to you because they see how yeah how it's run. How great uh, the event is. Yeah, so, that's great, man. We'll hopefully, hopefully by next season, you know, we'll we'll be courses will be filling up and yeah, throwing themselves at me. That's right. That's good, man. And I think you know, again, with a uh, an Under Armour event, like you said, just the name 
um, kind of draws attention to it, right? So I think people will be more interested as as people become more familiar with it, and that's why we want to kind of get you on the podcast so we can at least you know you know grab some more people's attention, get some more exposure, and give people an opportunity to say, hey, listen, if this is something that they're interested in, um, they might as well commit to it, you know. Um, yeah. You know, Zach, you know, with you working with so many junior golfers, maybe kind of tell us what, what your thoughts are with regards to the state of junior golf here in Western New York. You know, um, how are we doing um, as a whole with regards to junior golf here in Rochester? Um, what have you kind of noticed? Um, and what do we maybe need to do as a golf community to continue to kind of nurture that relationship with younger golfers or younger athletes to take up the game of golf? Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about COVID a little bit. And, yeah. you know, pre-COVID, it was – hard getting interest in golf you know just because of and it still is with with other sports you know lacrosse is new up here it's newer up here lacrosse is newer hockey is kind of newer for these high schools and yeah that's mainly junior's primary sport and golf is almost considered a secondary sport for people yeah um, you know, they don't put the time in for that sport as much right. as they um, So I think other sports that definitely kind of hurt it a little bit. Sure. But creating creating more opportunities for the juniors is definitely going to help. Um, I think as a golf community, I th- think a lot of these organizations, I think we need to, you know, leave differences and politics aside. Sure. Everyone in the golf community is – we're all on the same page. Sure. We want to grow the game of golf and create more opportunities for these juniors, especially now during such a tough time. I mean, these high school sports, they're a lot of them took sectionals away, took these, yeah. you know, took States away and all right. that. Right. Important, you know, this, and at least important for juniors. Right. I mean, these are what they play high school sports for. Is right. These, opportunities and no question. put all that stuff aside and you know at least when I was a junior sports is sports is that thing I had when I had nothing else sure yeah. whether that mentally or if I was stressed if I was yeah. you know busy and just wanted yeah. to get away from something or yeah had an issue like I turned to sports yeah you know, soccer was my main sport and when I was going through a tough time you know I would just go outside and play sports yeah soccer play basketball right uh, that's what I turned to and I think you know that's that's what kids need now especially with yeah. COVID going on and you know all the you know when you turn on the news it's always bad news right. it's never good news right. Right. so you know turn off that Turn off that TV, turn off your iPhone, turn off yeah. your social media and just go yeah. out and play. Go have fun. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I definitely think I agree with that. I mean, I think the the ability for uh, youth kids or younger kids to kind of get away from a lot of the, the, the screens and TVs and the social media world, it, it really has become um, an issue. You know, where instead of, you know, again, going outside and playing until the sun goes down and coming in and, you know, going to bed. And kids want to stay on their phones all day long. They want to be on social media. They want to do all these different things that it doesn't leave the social aspects of it. You know, um, it, it's, it's significantly different than let's say when maybe you and I kind of grew up. Right. So yeah. I think the important part is, you know, again, if we can um, nurture relationships with younger kids to sports, whatever sport that is, you know, whether that's golf or anything, 
Um, I think that's going to develop a healthy relationship with, you know, their ability to get, be athletic, be more, um, more active, you know, exercise more, all these different things. There, there's a, there's a snowball effect that happens with that. Right. And I think the more these kids can understand that, you know, yes, we want you to have fun, play sports, things like that too. Like we want you to understand like the healthy relationship that that creates instead of relying so much on screens and phones to kind of keep up and, and keep your time busy. Yeah, for sure. That's right. So when you are, let's say, coaching with a lot of your, your, your golfers there, you know, maybe what are some things that you think um, junior golfers struggle with, with? What do you think junior golfers struggle with the most with regards to the actual sport itself? Um, do you feel like it's the mental aspect that they struggle with? Is it the mechanical aspect? You know, where do you feel like most of the kids that you're working with, where do you see them fall with regards to that? I think the big thing that um, our junior golfers struggle with is the mental side of things. Sure. I think they, part of it, I don't think they understand how good they are. Sure. And the other half is I think they know how good they are. They sure. just think about it too much. Yeah. Um, I know with, with some of our golfer, our junior golfers here is they have the opportunity to play D1 golf. And I think that kind of gets in their head a little bit. Yeah, no question. Um, especially out on tournaments. Um, they, they overthink. Yeah. So that leads to, you know, a disaster. Right. Basically on the course. Right. So right. try to teach our, our juniors to kind of stay in the moment. You know, don't, don't overthink it. Yeah. You know, stick to your game plan yep. and, and you'll be fine. And I, we have uh, one of our juniors, Carson French, yep. you know, he, he's a great golfer. Great you kid. know, you probably yeah, know, I know Carson. Carson. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He, his, he's been outstanding. His, his improvement has between last year and now it's totally different. Yeah. And uh, he's going to be a really good player. And he's, he's just got to work on his, his mental side. Sure. You yeah. Know, he's got to play. He's got to learn how to, if he plays his own, his own game and yeah. he sticks to his game plan, yeah. he'll have no problem. Right. So. Yeah. I think a lot of these you know, nuances of you know, like course management, shot selection, all these different things are, you know, you, you look at the, the game from, let's say a, a pretty far view and, it says, oh, yeah, the, the simple parts are you, you try and score as well as you can. But when you look at it from, a, you know, a pretty much detailed view, like there's a lot of things that go into each and every shot. And like you said, I think a lot of kids have a tendency to get in their own way. Right. Mm -hmm. they, they have a tendency to overthink. Uh, the pressure sometimes gets them as well. And that's why I think having competition or healthy competition, right, that creates an experience for them to, one, build some positive experience from that. That can go a long way in helping them build that confidence when they're on the course and managing the course themselves. So, yep. you know, I think you, like you said, that there's no question about it. The mental aspects of, um, of dealing with the, with, with playing the sport of golf, understanding that, you know, that each shot has its own uniqueness to it. And, you know, again, ultimately having short-term memory, if you don't have a great shot, that's as, as, as important as let's say maybe not kind of festering on it. So, you know, those are all key qualities that, and like you said, builds golfers that could potentially play at a very, very high level. But again, you got to nurture that at a pretty young age for them to kind of experience. You know, again, let's let's be real. Golf is a sport that has a lot of failures in it, right? And again, failures and, and, and successes can be very, very specific to the person. But you know, I think a lot of it comes down to making sure that you can create and take away a lot of these positive moments so that you can kind of build on that and create that confidence that they're looking for. 
Yeah, we uh, we really work on our their their process, their pre shot yeah. process. Sure. And we work on uh, it's uh, we'll call it what the yeah, Osvia. All right, that's our options, selections, visualization, execution, and acceptance. And the acceptance is one of the biggest ones that we focus on because sure. you know these kids will hit hit a bad shot. Yeah. It might be an actual good shot, but they're they get mad at themselves because right. they think it's a bad shot. Right. They got to learn how to accept that. Nice. No, I, um, I love that. I love it. That's a great acronym. I mean, I think it puts it puts it in perspective for kids so that again, accept the shot for what it is and then just move forward. Right. And then right. ultimately you got to move on pretty fast there too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Well, let's, let's do this, Zach. Let's transition to our what's in the bag section. So we always kind of love to hear what our guests on the show are swinging. So maybe kind of give the listeners an idea as to what's in your bag and what you've got swinging currently. Yeah, we have, uh, we have a little bit of everything. We have, uh, some really good relationships with a couple brands. Nice. Um, we have Callaway, Mizuno, uh, we just partnered with TaylorMade. Nice. Um, so we have, uh, TaylorMade clubs, you know, the Sim 2, Callaway Apex Irons. Sure. Um, I use the Mizuno putter. Nice. Um, that's, that's my preference. So. Sure. Do you have, uh, are you using the, the Sim for your, for your driver? Like what's personally in your bag? I I'm currently have the the Callaway Speed Speed yeah brand new Speed so nice. um, Caleb's Caleb's getting the Sim Two a bunch of our juniors just got the Sim Two as well nice. so um, we're really good relationship with TaylorMade and all those other other brands as well yeah I think you know a lot of times too you know when, when we talk about all these different manufacturers and brands and things like that I think it just comes down to feel right you know um, having options is never a bad thing right and you know, have one specific option and one brand, sometimes it could be good for someone, but it might not be great for everyone, right? So mm-hmm. I think having those options, Mizuno, Callaway, uh, TaylorMade, it just gives people an opportunity to have a mixed bag. And that's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, having yeah. a mixed bag, like that can be really, really advantageous for you, no question. Yeah, what's what's in uh, what's in your bag? <laughs> so uh, I, as a Telus performance guy, I, I, I do a lot. I have all, I think I have all Telus now. Um, I've got a Telus TS2, um, I've got a, let's see, it's a 60 gram, um, hazardous smoke shaft on it. Um, I've got the Titleist T100S's that's got a KBS plus stiff shaft on it with uh, golf pride, um, MCC plus four grips on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just actually bought a, um, I've got a 60 degree, uh, Vokey wedge SM8. And then I just got a, a SM8 56 degree in the slate blue finish. Oh. Um, and then, yeah, that's, that's pretty nice. And then, yeah. so the one thing that I still have in my bag and I have had my bag since goodness, uh, since I was maybe 17, 18 and, and considering I'm, I'm turning 37 this year, it's been a while, but um, I've got a Daiwa five wood and everyone's like, what is Daiwa? Right. So, <laughs> so it's a very, very old uh, golf club manufacturer. I'm not exactly sure if they're even around anymore. It's a graphite shaft. The head is probably the size of a golf ball. But if you're talking about, let's say, a, a long par four, par five, and I've got to hit it off the turf, off the, the turf there, I mean, I'm hitting that club all day long. <laughs> so um, I still hit that club uh, just as well as I did when I was a kid. And uh, so that I'm not exactly sure I'm going to take that out of my bag. Uh, I think that, that that'll be in there until it breaks. So we'll see yeah. what happens. Um, I've got an Odyssey putter. Um, you know, I've kind of looked. You know, I've kind of dabbled with some with some other putters in the past. Um, you know, that's a putter that I've, I've had since I was 18 and, uh, I just felt the most comfortable with it right now. I've kind of demoed other putters over the last couple of years, but like, again, as you know, feel is everything with regards to a lot of these clubs. And, you know, a lot of times if I'm not 
overly confident that this is going to give me an advantage. Sometimes you just kind of stick to your guns with what you know. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, I appreciate yeah, it. I don't know. I was actually sure anyone's asking me that. Though. So that's, <laughs> it's, always, it's good to, it's, it's good to kind of get an idea. So actually what's in my bag for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do this. Let's do a shotgun round. So this is uh, basically like our lightning round. We're going to ask you a bunch of uh, golf-related questions. You'll do your best to, to answer as quick as you can. Okay? Okay. All right, how about our, our favorite golfer for you? Dustin Johnson. Yeah. I mean, guy is just – it takes a lot to kind of – to get under his skin a bit, right? He guys just seems yeah. like cool, calm, and collected all the time. He's got that swag about him. And, and listen, you can't go wrong with Dustin Johnson, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, he's – like you said, I was just going to say he's cool, calm, and collective, and you can't even tell if he's doing good or bad. Exactly right. Like he's his, his, I guess his stoicism, right? Like he's very stoic, doesn't really kind of give off a lot of different emotions. And, uh, you know, again, like you said, whether he's playing good or bad, you'll never know. He won when he won the Masters last year, or it was a couple months ago. Right. He, he was crying, and I'm like, that's not Dustin Johnson. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. He doesn't really show much emotion. There's no question about that. Yeah. Well, how about our, our favorite golf brand for you? I know you, we talked about kind of like, um, you know, TaylorMades, you know, you got Mizunos and Callaways. What about like a, you know, from a clothing standpoint, is there anything you kind of gravitate towards with regards to apparel that you wear? We wear everything. <laughs> like Under Armour, Adidas. Yeah. You can never have too many options. You know, I think, you know, the sport of golf, it, it, <laughs> the accessorizing of golf is sometimes it's overwhelming, right? Yeah. There's so much things you can do from, clothes to ball markers to different replace tool market like there's so many things that you can accessorize and so sometimes having uh, too many options is not a bad thing yeah i'm wearing a nike thing i go. got an under armor polo on <laughs> pacific headwear hat there you go sketchers shoes on <laughs> not many people wear sketchers but they're comfortable <laughs> listen you gotta do you right that's what it comes down especially to. especially my age i get I get a lot of crap for wearing sketches. <laughs> yeah, listen, man, you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about like um, a preferred drink or snack when you're playing out on the course? I'm usually, you know, basic protein bar for a snack. Nice. Water yeah. for a drink. Keep it simple. Or Powerade or Gatorade. Yeah, you keep it simple yeah. depending on what the weather likes. It feels like humidity, all that stuff definitely matters for sure. Yeah. Um, how about a favorite club in your bag? What's the club that you kind of gravitate towards with regards to your listen, if I know I need to hit a, a shot, this is the club I'm going to. Probably, probably a seven iron. It's pretty standard. Pretty standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sure. Driver, driver is probably different every day. Different every <laughs> shot. Right. Um, seven iron, I can. Seven irons, all right. Yeah, use your <laughs> safety valve, right? Like you talk about a safety valve of seven irons. Use your club. Yeah, I'll probably hit a seven iron off a tee on a par, par five. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's too good, man. That's too funny. All right, so next question. This is going to lead into this. How about a par three or par five? What do you? What's your preference? Par three. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You hit that seven iron all day long in that par three, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right, how about our, what would you prefer, cart or walk? Uh, probably depends on the situation. Yeah. Um, if I'm just casually playing, probably a cart. Yeah. Um, if I'm – more competitiveness and probably walk. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, listen, I think, you know, leisure golf, stuff like that, where you can kind of just sit back, enjoy. There's nothing wrong with the cart. No question, no question about it. If you're yeah. taking things a little more seriously, if you're trying to actually compete, 
yeah, walking, I think there's something about there's something rhythmic and with, with regards to walking. So again, yeah, it gives it a, a more professional feel. Yeah, for sure, no question about it. All right, how about favorite movie, Caddyshack or Happy Gilmore? I'm young, <laughs> so I Happy Gilmore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, that's more my. Yeah, I think that's more, more of the demographic. Age. There's no question. It's not saying that Caddyshack is old. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's but, not. Let's not. Uh, yeah. Let's not uh, offend anyone that potentially could be older than than well, who we are for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right, how about like a, a favorite golf memory for you? Whether that's personal, whether that's you know working with some of your junior golfer. What's a What's your favorite golf memory for you? I would say working the Kitchen Aid Senior PGA Championship. Yeah. yeah. I've I've met people from all around the country. Yeah. You know, working that people came from everywhere. Yeah. You know, meeting the meeting all the guys that on the PGA it was it was a great experience. Um, got to be on the news. Never been on the news before. There you go. Pretty cool That's seeing cool. all the the senior. I mean, they're professional golfers. I can't really – they're technically senior PGA players. Right. <laughs> I don't know if they want to be called a senior. Player. Right, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they're professionals, and it was, it was awesome to see. And to see – if you look at Oak Hill now, because I was at Oak Hill. Yeah. And then look at it on a professional, you know, national TV. Yeah. And you watch it on TV, and you're like, yeah. "Wow!" Yeah, right. And the fact that it's in our backyard is it's pretty crazy. That that's right here in our backyard was pretty nuts. Yeah, and being being at Oak Hill every day wasn't wasn't a yeah, it wasn't a bad thing. Yeah, you, yeah. you can't go wrong with that. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've had the opportunity like for the, the senior PGA, like we got to follow you know, people like you know Bernard Langer and uh, Retief Goosen and, and those guys, and um, listen. Yeah, I, and I know, I know that they wouldn't want to be called a senior PGA. That's for sure, right? They're, yeah. still, they're still PGA professionals, and they want to compete just like anyone else. That's for sure. Yeah, Bernard Lang and still, he's in the Masters right Unbelievable, now. Unbelievable, man! Guy just, uh, he's, he's an ageless wonder. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Zach, for uh, you know, for the listeners, uh, who's maybe someone you'd recommend we reach out to be guests on this show? You know, whether that's um, you know, in your experience and who you've kind of come into connections with. Who's someone that you'd recommend we be on? Uh, someone we reach out to be guests on the show. I mean, one of our juniors here at, at the golf academy would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I would say um, probably David Tarashi. He's part okay. of the Stack and Tilt Network. He's he's a PGA Tour coach. He's here oh, with cool. us this week, nice. um, working with our juniors, doing doing some tournament prep. Cool. Um, he's he's a smart guy. He knows yeah. everything in the book. Right. He's worked right. with PGA Tour players. Yeah. And uh, he'd be really cool. Cool to be on the show. We we talked with also um, Glenn Paul. He's from Australia. Okay. I think. Yeah. He's from Australia. Yeah. Um, he's a really good guy. He has his he has academy down in um, Australia. Yeah. Sent sent one of his one of his juniors over here across the across the sea yeah. or across the water to yeah. um Augusta, what's that college there? Um, that D1 college. I can't think it off the top of my head. Okay. okay. Augusta, uh, something. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, that would be another good one too. Okay. Cool. I, can, I can give you their contacts. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Maybe we can kind of reach out to them and see what we can do to kind of get them on the show. That'd be great. Yeah, definitely. 
All right, so Zach, uh, one, we appreciate your, your the time to kind of chat with you a bit, but let's maybe let's end the, the podcast with some words of wisdom. You know, maybe tell the listeners, you know, what we're talking about because again, let's let's be honest. There's probably so many tournaments and events that kids can kind of enter with regards to like the golf and the, the golf events and things like that. You know, maybe kind of tell the listeners why maybe Under Armour Junior Tour is you know something that they should consider um, not only here up in upstate New York but uh, maybe across the country. You know, I, I think. You know, again, you being the new tour director here and you trying to kind of grow, you know, the, the, the exposure here, I think that's going to be great for, for young golfers. But why would they choose this tournament in particular versus maybe something else? Yeah, I think starting off when I started trying to get some juniors to sign up, a lot of it was, well, I don't have time for that or um, I have other tournaments going on. I have another yeah. tournament that day. Yeah. And the the Under Armour tour doesn't really, we're not trying to replace another tour. Sure. Uh, we're trying to work together yeah. and create more opportunities for these kids and, you know, scheduling out my, the league or the season. I tried to not like us kids is on a Sunday. Yeah. I tried not to schedule over those. Sure. So they have that opportunity to play on Sundays. They have yeah. that opportunity to play on Fridays. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Sometimes I have to book over a different tournament and sure. that's fine. If, yeah. if other kids want to play the other tournament, then that's, that's perfectly fine. But yeah. we tried to get it. I tried to schedule it. So we're not over top of anyone sure. and we're, we're not scheduled during the same time. So yeah. that's why the Under Armour tour here is more in the mornings on yeah. a Saturday and it's only nine holes. Yep. So if you have, if you do have another tournament that day, you can go sure. play that tournament. Yeah. Um, I don't know how people feel about playing another 18 holes after they play the nine, but sure. you know, yeah. more the merrier. So. Yeah. You know, I think you know, again, like you said, it gives people options. Right. And I think the fact that you're very, very mindful of not over scheduling and, and again, think politics aside, I think it's just gives kids more options to kind of figure out what works best for them. For sure. Definitely. That's awesome. So, Zach, uh, for those who maybe want to learn more about what you're doing and maybe want to reach out, what's the best way for them to do that? My email, uh, Zach at thegolfacademyroc.com. Right now we're in the process of getting a – we're putting together a new website. So that's in the process of of being made. Um, But you can still use thegolfacademyroc.com as a website to find some more information. Awesome. You can also go to um, uagolftour.com for the Under Armour Tour. Nice. And then go to uh, find locate a league. And I'm under New York as Rochester Syracuse. So you can just click on that page and that's my website. Um, you'll have to see my bio there. And that's, I don't know if you want me to put my phone number. No, yeah. So what we'll do is um, we'll put all your contact information in the show notes. So if people want to reach out to them, they can do that. Okay. Um, and we'll make sure we kind of put all that stuff there so that um, it can be visible for people to maybe kind of reach out to you and see if they want to kind of join on. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. And then social media as well. We're on social media, score zone golf nice. um, on Instagram, Facebook. Um, feel free to message us there as well. Awesome. And awesome. I have the Under Armour social media, Instagram page. Yep. Uh, UA, uh, UA junior tour under underscore uh, New York. Awesome. Well, again, like we'll put all that contact information in the show notes so listeners can take a look at it. Uh, definitely check it out. You know, we're excited to kind of be a sponsor for the UI Junior Tour. I think it's going to be great. Uh, give us an opportunity to kind of you know, help golfers, you know, with regards to performance, you know, whether that looks like, you know, physically, 
you know, mechanics, stuff like that. I think it's an opportunity to give kids the, the passion for a sport that, again, can be played for a very long time. Yeah, and, and you guys will be at yeah. one, our, all our yeah. events. Yeah, we'll be at the we'll events. And, and, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. it's going to be really fun. Yeah. Well, Zach, I appreciate man, we, you having me on. You got it, man. We appreciate you coming on. And, and listeners, uh, you know, stay tuned for the next Pain Free Golf Performance Podcast, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much again for listening to this week's episode of the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast. If you enjoy the content of this show, we would love it if you would leave an iTunes review to help us grow and expand our ability to provide you with the golf information you are seeking. If you're listening to this show and are dealing with aches, pains, or issues from golf that haven't been resolved, or you're not exactly sure where to turn, then let us know how we can help. Whether you are local or not, you can work directly with us through our Pain-Free Golf Performance Program, which is completely virtual and online. This program is customized to you and your goals of playing your best golf yet. We would assess how well you move to give us a baseline of what you can do, and then based on that assessment, come up with a training program best suited for you. We are offering a special podcast promotion, which gives you access to our program at a reduced rate. You can inquire by going to manaperformancetherapy.com forward slash pain-free golf. Again, MANA is spelled M-A-N-A. So it's manaperformancetherapy.com forward slash painfreegolf and use the promo code podcast when inquiring so we can help you feel better and play better golf. Be sure to tune into next week's episode and we'll catch you then.